to the Commander's Vault. Uh, this is Dale. I'm Trevor. I'm JB. And I'm Adam. And today we are going to be doing reviews on the Commander 2019 decks. And uh, we'll give you some information on the legendaries out of those decks. Uh, maybe some budget cards you can swap in. Uh, some cards that might not be budget that you could swap in to make the decks better. Uh, you know, just overall review the decks. At the end of the episode today, too, guys, we're going to be bringing you the winner for our giveaway at um, MTG Survivalist and the Commander's Vault. Uh, so stay tuned and listen to the end. JB, why don't you kick us off? All right, so, uh, you know, Commander 2019. I think everybody's super excited about that. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean... Commander Christmas. Yeah. Amen. The, the Jeskai, uh, Jeskai is my personal like favorite color combination because i i love narset i didn't i didn't know it was your favorite color i didn't oh, either man. yeah narset i can't you know <laughs> i can't betray that's my, my babe but anyway um i was really kind of uh i don't want to say disappointed with the overall uh flashback deck i was kind of uh you know it has a lot of the the real flavorful flashback stuff it has i mean blue and red oh yeah generally have the best flashback stuff in general or they're the best flashback enablers and uh this deck comes with a good chunk of uh reprints for that you know you get uh, you've got to snipe your uh you know your devil's play mystic retrieval to cast yeah. those yeah. flashback Mystic's spells again yeah. uh the you know, the terror of modern right now, faithless looting, uh, <laughs> increasing vengeance, great reprint. That is a good reprint. Um, but the main uh, spiel for the deck is Savine. Se is I would think that's Savine? right, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Chronoclasm. Uh, prevent all damage that would be dealt to Savine the Chronoclasm. Whenever you cast your first instant or sorcery spell from your graveyard each turn, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. Um, that already is pretty sweet. I mean, when you get to, when you flash back, instead of just getting it once and then exiling, you're going to get to do it twice. Yeah. So you get a little bit more value out of your flashback stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can have your your enablers for flashback, like your non-budget, your, uh, your Snapcaster Mage, you know, give a really big bomb spell that yeah. wouldn't normally have flashback, flashback, and then cast that and copy yeah. it. Um, she's a little frail, uh, a little on the 2-2 on the two -two side, but you prevent all damage that would be dealt to her, so... You the only know, way you're really going to be able to remove her is single target removal or board wiping and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you know... Board wipes, uh, cumulative neg negatory effects like, uh, <laughs> like uh, Yagmoth? Is, is that one? <clears throat> you know, not saying he's the best, but you know, yeah? he's pretty good. Uh, you know, Elish Norn, things like that uh, can really give the deck a hard time, especially the deck itself. Uh, a lot of the creatures are running that, that real wheelhouse of two toughness, mm -hmm. so it can get clapped by a pretty pretty easy to cast spell you know yeah. even something like you know bio blight or something right yeah. now. what does she drop in for i she is a five drop she is two in jeskai okay uh you know so blue red white it's not terrible uh no i don't i don't think so but she's not the all-star of the deck for me yes. um the thing that i immediately checked out as soon as the deck list was dropped was pramicon sky's rampart oh man big old uh, wall tough. wall tribal but in jeskai 
And I think it's hilarious because Pramicon's effect is just nutty. It it's just absolutely hilarious. The when Pramicon let me let me make sure I'm reading this absolutely correctly. It is Flying Defender for one of each for Jess Guy. So one blue, one red, one white. Uh, it's a one five. As Pramicon Sky Rampart enters the battlefield, choose left or right. Each player may attack only the nearest opponent in the chosen direction and planeswalkers controlled by that opponent. So that's spicy. That's like super cool. Not something we've seen before at all whatsoever in the game of Magic as a whole. This is definitely a commander card. Super tight. Now yeah. there have been there have been the to the left, to the right, you know, spells and like enchantments and such. Mm. But uh, nothing that just says, you know, you can attack only this direction. Yeah. You know. And I am super stoked about brewing uh, a Pramicon deck that's more of like a board state controller uh, with a lot of flickering effects. Um, you know, so so say you cast Pramicon and you say right, so the turn order continues, or whatever, or left, whichever, you know, clockwise, counterclockwise, whichever way you're playing. And, you know, it gets to the turn right before the person who is allowed to attack you, and then you just flicker Pramicon and flip it back around. Ooh, spicy. So that's my, uh, you know, Deadeye Navigator, Ghostly Flicker, Brago is going to be, you know, mainstays, yeah. real staples in the deck, using a lot of the value uh, flicker cards like uh, Mold Drifter and things of that nature. Certainly. Uh, you know, you'll have your, your infinite mana stuff with your Paragon Drakes and your, you know, uh, Palancron. Um, but I really just want a, a Jeskai Don't Touch Me deck. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, where you're be either fun. being able to have the the wall saying that you can't get attacked, or you put it the attack direction in a, in a certain way, and then you just build a pillow fort wall of you know effects that say you can't attack me. Yeah, you know, whether it's ghostly propaganda prison stuff or like yeah, that. exactly. Because yeah. that's in the right colors for all the propaganda. Yeah, all absolutely. The ghostly prison, sphere of safety, things like that. And I think it could just be a really splashy deck. Uh, you get your uh, cards, especially in the newest Ravnica block that allow the walls to attack. Uh, high alert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, high alert, three drop enchantment, one and a white and a blue. Uh, each creature you control assigns combat damage with its toughness rather than its power. And creatures can attack as though they didn't have defender and you can pay for it to untap target creature. So for a three-drop enchantment, I think it covers a lot of the things that you want it to do. Um, being able to get a, a non-black uh, and green Doran-style effect uh, is, is pretty dope, along with being able to untap and you know have yeah, the definitely. defender attack. Um, getting the synergistic walls, it's really... I will say the only problem for the deck is not having the green walls. Yeah, uh, green walls are some of the best. Oh, uh, they get like Axebane Guardian. Um, it's a green creature. It's a three drop. This a zero three defender that says you add, you tap him, add X mana where X is the amount of creatures with defender. 
you know, some we don't get a lot of splashy mana out of our walls like you would in like an Arcades deck or something like that with Overgrown Battlement and Axebane Guardian, but Wall of Blossoms is pretty decent <coughs> too. Yeah. I think that one produces mana. Um no, it uh, draws you a card. Ah, that's yep. right. Uh, wall of Roots. I think ah, that's there you go. Yep. Um one of them there walls. Then yeah. It's a wall, pretty much. <laughs> Um, but I think one of the, the spicier pieces of tech, I think, is going to be able to uh, drop in a Tetsuko Umazawa, which says Ooh, creatures yeah. with power or toughness uh, less of one or less can't be blocked. So all your walls are generally going to have one or zero yeah. power, but they're going to deal damage equal to their toughness. Yep. And they're all just going to be unblockable. And that's a two drop. That yeah. Tetsuko Umazawa is a one and a blue. So yeah. Super gross, yeah. Yeah, I, I think like... It's not necessarily a combat trick, but it's something you can just hold in your hand, and when you're ready to kill somebody, you're just like, you can't block anything. Yep, you know? definitely. So uh, then you have your Wall of Omens, um, you know, style effects where it's just, you know, two drop wall, zero four, draw card. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty standard. And, you know, that, that kind of effect really synergizes with the Brago, with the uh, Dead Eye Navigator, things like that, where you're just going to be blinking, getting value. Um so wall value is essentially what I'm going for with a little bit of, you know, do not touch me. Um, yeah, that's my, that's my uh, little spiel on the, the Jeskai deck. And like I said, I was like, I was kind of, I was, I was cool with Savine, you know, as a, as a creature. But man, that wall just, mm, yeah. just hits all the right notes for me. Just like, don't touch me and I can, I can flicker it so that that guy can't touch me either. Great. I, I love it. <laughs> so, tell me about the other legendary creature that's in the deck. I think there's another Jeskai one that's uh, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Alicia? Alicia? Elsha. El- is Elsha, it? Yeah. El- it's Elsha? Yeah. Okay. The, the infinite? Yes. And that's literally, you know, what it is? Because yeah. that can, I, so do believe, <laughs> I do believe that that could see some play uh, as a upper tier general. Yeah, I would definitely agree. In fact, uh, uh, Adam here at the Commander's Vault, he's already brewing himself a competitive EDH version of Elsha. Uh, It's looking to be pretty nasty, and I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I hope. Um, A lot of stuff with, like, top, doing the top uh, abilities. Yep, your top deck. Yeah. uh, Obviously, you have to have, like, Helm of Awakening or, like, Cloud Cloud Key. key, or the Ethereum Sculptor yeah. and stuff like that in order to make it cost uh, one less in order to cast it for free. Sure, But, yeah, um, yeah you can just kind of do loops from that. Because Have, yeah, having like a two-card combo with your general that just says draw your whole mm-hmm. deck, pretty yeah, good. Pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'm doing something different um, that a lot of people were trying to do with Fibblethip, and that is uh, Proteus Staff. Mm, and, yeah. Uh, I'll you tar- set the deck. Yeah, yeah. I'll target her for uh, two colorless and a blue, and then uh, she'll go to the bottom. And since I run no other creatures in the deck, I will go until I hit her, and then I get to stack the deck how I like. And then with that case, she's back. All my uh, non-creature, non-land stuff on the top of my library has flash. I'm just gonna flash in like rocks. Uh, eventually get to a combo piece and went out that way grape shot maybe for the win or something like sure. that well i mean sure. along with the i mean the storm implications with that mm-hmm. you, have, you know your uh you know your grape shot and things like that uh you also have the the bolus of citadel pairing which is yep. the aether flux reservoir yep that's is, also in the deck uh yeah, if i, I would just, need to go that route as it looks well. pretty it looks pretty fun yeah, I'm yeah. excited. I got yeah. super excited when I saw her. 
I just, uh, you know, I just got too excited for the wall. I, I, mean, know, I was just like, man, the you walls. You don't see a whole lot of walls, so I think I'm definitely interested to see the damage. legendary wall. Yeah, I'll just for like sure. legendary our a, first. Yeah, a wall, a wall commander that yeah. isn't during the siege tower. Yeah, that is that is something that they have kind of been doing recently with like uh, Ayula with bears giving us a bear general. Um, the uh, what is it uh, for the Hydra? Yogg yeah, Gargos. Yogg Moth being the best. Yogg Moth being the best. We've already had black generals. You know, it's not a big <laughs> deal. Um, but yeah, it does seem to be that they're giving us um, some legendaries that fit a little bit more archetypes than just your yeah. standard archetypes that we get yeah. all the time. I mean, look at Morphon. He's anybody, essentially. Yeah, pretty so. much. Yeah, that was a pretty cool one. Um, to go back to your Defender thing, uh, you didn't talk about Vent Sentinel. I think that would be a pretty interesting card to add to the deck and whatnot. If you have like a big board state full of Defenders yeah. and whatnot, it's kind of... What does Vent Sentinel do? Uh, for three and a red, he has Defender himself. He's a 2-4. Uh, for a colorless and a red, tap him. He'll deal damage to target player equal to the number of defender creatures you control. Ooh, yeah, that does seem pretty good. So mm -hmm. yeah, a little extra burn on top mm -hmm. of there. Figure out some way in order to like untap him during other people's turns and bolt somebody for. And I mean, like having the spot blinks, like uh, like your uh, dead eye mm -hmm. and ephemerate like, to one drop white. That's a yeah. good blink. Yeah. I'm in like I'm more like re reusable, mm. so like Eldrazi Displacer. Sure. You know? Yeah. Eldrazi Displacer is just a fantastic card uh, in general, being that it can mm -hmm. I mean target your opponent's stuff and brings it back in tap, so you can get rid of blockers and things like that. Uh, I, I love Eldrazi Displacer. Um, being able to have the real value blue and white ETB creatures Karmic Guide. Yeah, uh, mnemonic wall, mnemonic wall, mnemonic wall, meme wall. I just call it the meme, meme wall, but wall. if I said yep. meme wall, I didn't know if anyone would know what I was yeah. talking about. But uh, mnemonic wall. Yeah, and then a lot of the functional uh, board wipes for high power creatures or power greater than this creature. You yeah. Know? So like, uh, dawn to dusk, destroy all creatures with power three or greater. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's, that's really going to smack one. pretty much everything yeah. that isn't yours. That isn't, isn't the walls. Uh, you have Fell the Mighty, where you choose a creature, and then everything with that creature's power or higher, oh, yeah. you know. So you pick a 2-2, two, two, that all your walls are safe. So, yeah. You know, even Gramacon, who has a 1-5. Has a so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'll get off my uh, wall and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty interested whenever you get the deck list put together. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, keep an eye out on uh, Facebook. Uh, you can find us at The Commander's Vault on Facebook. We like to post our tapped out lists on there so you guys can take a look at them. Um, we'd love to see what you guys come up with for the Jeskai deck. Post some of your spicy tech that you found and things like that. But uh, we're going to move on and we'll talk about the Naya deck. Adam, take it away. So I got the Naya, uh, whose face card is uh, Girin. Girin, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Conclave Exile, which to me, if, uh, I mean, most of you guys don't know me, but I'm a huge Ravnica fan, so I think that's a really spicy, uh, flavorful card alone. Uh, for two, and uh, Naya, so red, green, white, he is a legendary creature that is 2-5, and whenever he ETBs, you get a 4-4 uh, four, four Rhino with Trample. And whenever he attacks, you can populate, and then whenever another to the uh, token enters tapped and attacking as well. So a lot of the deck has to revolve around populate, 
uh, getting more dudes. Um, so obviously you can go ahead and add your big stuff like the parallel lives, your anointed procession, doubling, uh, doubling season. If you get, if you have that much value that you can uh, put into the deck, um, I will say there is a lot. A lot of the stuff that I had looked into, like putting into the deck, a lot of it is printed in the precon, like Justani and uh, Amada Warm. I think got printed in the uh, mm. precon as well. What about Phyrexian Processor? That's one of my favorite all-star token cards. Phyrexian Processor. It's What's a it do? it's a four drop. When it enters the battlefield, you pay X life. Then you can pay four to tap it and make a minion creature token that has the mm. amount of life that you paid as power and toughness. That's pretty. Uh, it was a bad. Did get reprinted. No. It was, but it's a it's a pretty cheap card. Yeah, yeah that'd uh, be a good card to put in. And I mean, being able to you know, it's it's a four, being a forty life format. Um, you can easily pay if it's early game, you know, ten life, and then you get a ten ten and a ten ten attacking when you attack with it. Yeah, so, yeah, that's gross. You know, I I really. Uh, you know that was an all-star, and uh, I ran a Tristani deck for a little while. Um, being able to, you know, make sure everyone was in a place where no one could like gut shot you or something like that, but have, paying all your life, like but one, yeah. and then gaining all your life back, you know, with Tristani out. Yeah. Ooh. So and then you're attacking with like a 30, 38, 38 or whatever. Dude, yeah. 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 Populating it, making a bunch of them. I mean, it's those are pretty much one swing and done so yeah how about it yeah, that is, yeah, it's like, yeah that's a cool card to look out for um uh, and one of the cards that got printed in the pre-con too that actually is pretty exciting and if you guys happen to notice uh, a lot of these uh reprinted cards have a lot of new artworks but um mimic that so you could uh yeah. steal somebody's big creature hopefully or maybe even a small creature like tribe elder and uh get a token populate the token, sacrifice the token, and then basically be ramping enough through the whole game to where you're going to have a lot of mana to play around with each of your turns. Um, if you get tired of the Tribe Elder, you can throw it away and get a new creature and populate that new creature. Maybe it's, um, I don't know, uh, Yawgmoth himself. That would, that would be pretty <laughs> gross, actually, uh, to be able to populate another Yawgmoth. But, um, and then, like, Along the lines that you're gonna maybe want to put in some of the uh, sack outlets to get you more mana, like uh, Phyrexian Altar, Ashnon's Altar, get you more mana ramp and stuff like that. So you're able to do multiple spells during a turn Absolutely. in order to uh, ramp up. I think some good cards that actually could go in there too are like the Wardens, like Soul Warden, yeah. Soul's yep. Attendant, Suture Priest, stuff like that. So that way you're continually gaining, gaining life. life. Yep. Um, with Suture Priest, you can make the opponent take life. Yeah. Um, as stuff enters while you're still continuing to gain Perforos. life. Yeah, Perforos. Uh, Impact Tremors, yeah. things like that. Definitely. Yeah. Some cool... E you're going to be putting a lot of creatures out, so running, like, ETBs that, you know... And that's, help so that's, well, that's Rith. Yeah. That's Rith the Awakener colors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Rith would just be a pretty decent addition to the deck. Yeah. Yeah, that's the cool so, thing about this Naya deck is that uh, you can... You could put a lot of value into it, like uh, the doubling season route and the uh, Perforos route. I think they're up to twenty bucks right now, currently. Um, Perforos, yeah. Yeah, you could kind of keep it a little more, like no more than ten dollars, and still be able to come up with a pretty decent deck. Yeah, impact tremors are cheap. Yeah. Um, uh, Cryptolith lights are out there. You can yep. get them to be able to tap your dudes. Cryptolith lights are like. Are they expensive? They're kind of, like they're not like. Super duper. Expensive. I don't think they're over ten. What's I think the they're one, like five uh, bucks. Second yeah, five. harvest. 
Yeah, second Harvest. Second Harvest is super good. Yeah, coming in the deck. Um, A card that I thought would be really cool in this um, is Helm of the Host. So you attach it to your gear head. Uh, You swing in. Oh, yeah, that's spicy. Uh, Yeah, you'll get an extra dude, get an extra rhino, and then uh, populate. You could get possibly get another gear head because that's not a that's not a legendary creature. Yeah, exactly. Get another one and continue on. Um, Does that go infinite? Now I'm thinking about it. Um, No, because to get his populate trigger, yeah, it has to be attacking. Right, but yeah. you already passed through the oh, declare yeah, attack yeah, phase. Yeah, because he doesn't empty yeah. attacks. He does. Yeah. It, it, he doesn't get like. It's like if you uh, use Kalia to cheat in Aurelia, the war leader, you don't get her second attack phase because you yeah. already passed through the declare attacks phase. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is when Girid populates that token, ATB's attacking. Yeah. Well, because that that. Token didn't declare its attack at the uh, okay. declare attacks phase. Then yeah, all right. Then yeah, it doesn't get it the doesn't okay. get another one. You know. Needless to say, you're gonna have it's good. Yeah. It's well, pretty okay. Good. So well, there is a um, a red enchantment um, that can go infinite with Gyrid. Oh yeah, what is it? Uh, Breath of Fury. It's a two and two red. It's an aura. Uh, Enchant creature you control. When enchanted creature deals combat damage to a player, sacrifice it and attach Breath of Fury to a creature you control. If you do, untap all creatures you control. And after this phase, there's an additional combat phase. So that can take the yeah. populated tokens, and you just keep swapping the Breath of Fury to the next token, which yeah. Garrett will make another one of when you attack. That's an interesting tech. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Um, I like it. That is pretty cool. I didn't like like I said, didn't realize that whenever I was putting a shamble list together um he is coming with a plethora there is a plethora of new cards in this a lot of them have to deal with like the token generation and stuff like that um one that i was pretty big on was uh song of the world soul which for uh four colorless and two white uh it's an enchantment that whenever you cast a spell you populate so if you can chain a couple spells in a turn, some way, shape, or form, you can maybe populate that Desolator Twin uh, token that you're going to have in the deck and stuff like that. Uh, Garrid's Belligerence is also a pretty cool card for X and 2 red. Um, it deals X divided as you would choose among any target creatures. Whenever that, whenever a creature dealt damage this way dies this turn, you get to populate. Again, if you have a big, a big amount of mana and you have a... Uh, some you're looking across, and it's a pretty big board state. Oh, I'm gonna blow all this stuff up. Uh, I'll populate these guys, and then try to swing in, try to lethal you or yeah. whatever. Um, and the last card that I thought was really cool for a new populate card is full flowering for X and X and a green at sorcery speed. Populate X times. Oh yeah, that that seems pretty good. I like that. Yeah. So I mean. A lot of this stuff I'm, I'm seeing is you have to have a lot of mana in order to do it. I mean, you have green. You are able to accelerate pretty fast. Uh, if you can't, then they're going to be little little drops for two or such and such. Um, my other two commanders, though, are uh, Mar- Marcy? 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 Marcy. Marcy. 
I'm not good with names. Breaker of the Coil. He is a colorless, a red, a green, and a white uh, legendary creature with 5-4. Uh, your opponents can't cast spells during your combat, and whenever a creature you control deals combat damage this turn, goat each creature that player controls. So this seems pretty combat-eccentric. Um, if you guys don't know what goading is, it's choosing a creature until your next turn. Those creatures can't uh, must attack each combat if able and attack another player other than you. So you're like, if I'm standing across from Dale, I swing in uh, with my dudes, um, deal combat damage if they have trample and stuff like that. I'm going to make Dale swing or hopefully swing at Trevor and uh, JB over me and stuff like that to kill your stuff off and kind of like pseudo control the combat and stuff like that. Um, some cards if you want to go ahead and run him as your general is uh, you kind of want to do a uh, group hug kind of thing like JB was doing with his wall deck, uh, Ghostly Prison, uh, stuff along those lines in order for like a pillow forty kind of stuff. Odric is pretty good. Um, getting to choose which combat or how combat's dealt and uh, how those um, combat or how those creatures uh, block. Even the other Odric, uh, yeah. Master Tactician is a good one too, like the one that gives if there's one keyword on his like listed on his card, all the creatures get it. Yeah. That are on board. Like <clears throat> yeah, they could both be pretty well in there. Um Yeah, so like give him i mean i i see this more of a voltroni deck yeah kind of like give him a bunch of buffs and stuff like that if you get to play an odric and whatnot uh maybe have another couple creatures yada 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 uh grenzo havoc razor is a good one for two red um two two whenever a creature you control deals combat damage you can either goad or exile atop uh card of target plays library and then uh, play that spell if you had the mana to cast it um He's not one of my favorites, honestly, whenever of the, of the, of the three. Uh, I prefer the next one, like uh, our good buddy Richard Zhang is uh, liking it as well. Oh, Atla. Yeah, Atla, uh, Palani, Nest Tender for a Cutlass, and Naya. Uh, she's a legendary creature as well with, for 2-3. For 2, tap, create a 1-0 green egg creature token with defender when that egg dies reveal it reveal cards to the top of your library until you reveal a creature card put the rest on the bottom in a random order so she's essentially a evolutionary leap on a creature yeah which you could run an evolutionary leap in order to get rid of your uh your dudes in order to get like two two triggers on the on the stack and whatnot that's true so a lot of people what i've been seeing is uh eldrazi this classic, the classic, classic yeah. yeah. Actually, I think Richard, our friend, is going to be building something of that sort. Like, I think he wants to do a deck that has maybe ten creatures top, but all of them are just disgusting. Yeah, um, we're talking Eldrazi, we're talking uh, Emrakul, we're talking Blightsteel, yeah, things well, like that. Like, just so you're gonna smack into something that's absolute nut and just destroy your opponent. I agree. That, and I mean, that's a pretty uh, old style deck. It's uh, the card Polymorph. Yeah, uh, that's basically destroy this thing, uh, get the next thing, yeah, you know, creature. Yeah. And the poly, you know polymorph decks were all about like I'm gonna use like master's call to make a mirror token and then blow it up to polymorph and get 
uh, Darksteel Colossus, or uh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that was like back in the olden days. But <laughs> it, I mean, uh, Jalira Master Polymorphist. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was a. I mean, that's a pretty consistent deck that does almost the same thing in blue. That's basically um, essentially the control magic. So I'm going to take your dude, sack him to Jalira, and all of my people are huge. Yeah. Mm. You know, so I, I really see the the polymorph in Naya. I think is pretty pretty fun. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like I was saying with like evolution and leap, you can basically double up triggers like goblin bombardment kind of effects as well. Deal a point of damage, kill off your egg, go search for a creature, and then uh, maybe throw a point somewhere or yada yada yada. Ashnod's altar, Phyrexian altar, Nim Deathmantle. Does yeah. that kind of can you sack the egg with the Ashnods? You sack her and the egg and bring her back from the grave, get the egg. That's infinite, right? She has to tap in order to get the egg. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But it's pretty went, easy to give her haste in red. I mean, but yeah. saying that, it does not say egg total. <coughs> it, it just does say egg. Egg. Yep. So you can run like rock egg and potentially do that. Why would you ever want to do that? Uh, yeah. It is a thing. It is something Um, you can do. One card, looking it up, looking up for this card that I liked uh, from last year's deck, um, Nesting Dragon, for three colorless uh, and two red. Uh, He's a 5-4 flying creature. Um, Landfall, whenever I land ETBs, you get to create a red uh, 0-2 dragon egg that, whenever he dies, you get a 2-2 with fire breathing and stuff like that. So I'm seeing a lot of, like, double triggers in order to like grow your board i just think she does better i mean garrett's yeah. pretty sweet don't get me wrong but i think i think you can get away with a lot more spicy tech with that yes um yeah she's definitely definitely a good commander to look at for the naya deck i'm excited to see lists for yeah. sure yeah yeah i think uh sandworm convergence would be pretty yeah. sweet in that Another deck. sweet one yeah flyers can't get at you and you get tokens mm-hmm. like it's crazy. Yeah, that you can yeah. then populate. Get six, six tokens, <laughs> yeah. like Advent of the Worm and whatnot. And like, yeah, Armada Worm. Yeah, that's true. Nice so, budget replacement. So, Dale, you you got, uh, I don't want to say stuck with, but uh, your favorite color combination of uh, blue and black. And there's a green in there, right? Yeah, Kadena, Slinking Sorcerer. A one colorless black, green, blue for a legendary Naga Wizard. That's a 3-3. Three, three. The ability is the first face down creature spell you cast each turn costs three colorless less to cast. Whenever a face down creature enters the battlefield under your control, you get to draw a card. So, yeah, you pretty much get a free creature spell face down each turn for the most part, and uh, you get to draw a card as well. So, that's pretty good. You get card advantage off of it, and uh, you know you get a free spell. So the cool part about Morph, I guess everybody already knows, the stuff comes in face down, so your opponents don't know what it is. It, you know, it could be a creature, it could be an enchantment, you know, whatever. It gives a little bit of a mystery to the game, so adds a little bit of fun in that aspect. Uh, I personally don't like Salti. It's not my play style at all. You heat. Um, <laughs> I don't really like blue much. Get I good. mean, Simic's um. all right. <laughs> Golgari's all right, but all three together, meh. Not Sounds really like a powerhouse thing. to me. It's yeah, pretty, that's pretty what they say. Sounds like the best. I hate playing against it. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. 
but anyway, uh, there's some pretty sweet uh, legendaries that come with it. Volrath the Shape Stealer, which is a legendary creature shapeshifter, 7-5 for a cost of two colorless, black, green, blue. Uh, at the beginning of combat on your turn, put a neg one counter on up to one target creature, and then for one colorless until your next turn, Volrath the Shape Stealer becomes a copy of target creature with a counter on it. Except for it's a 7-5 and has this ability, which is pretty cool because you can put neg one counters on things, and it doesn't have to be a neg one counter in order for you to become a copy of them. It could be any type of counter that's on them. Yeah, that's pretty gross. So, I mean, there's a lot of cool possibilities with that. Uh, I'd like to also add that it's a sweet, like, figure from Magic History that's getting another card. Like, oh, that's yeah. pretty yeah. tight. Like, Volrath lore is... Yeah, is we're getting... Point. This commander set has done one thing, if nothing else, for us, and it's given us a lot of lore reprints. Like, uh, Gerard... Um, you know, Urza's quote-unquote son, Karik, Yogmoth's quote-unquote son. We've got Grevin, we've got Volrath. Like, there's a lot of cool old Dominaria characters that are getting printed in this set, and I think that's worth note. I mean, Grevin, uh, you know, just, like, the depth of the history of those uh, characters from, you know, old magic lore, like the novels and stuff. Like, oh, I mean, Grevin has my favorite flavor text in the entire game, it's said by on his Grevin. original one. It, no, it's uh, it's a uh, hatred. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. I'll that is the, I'll flay the skin from your flesh and the flesh from your bones, and I will scrape your bones dry, and you still will not have suffered enough. And he said that to Gerard. Ooh. Ooh. He said that to Gerard. Gross. Yeah, like gross. What a bastard. Man. Ah, God. yeah, that's yeah. pretty sweet. Um, the next card here, legendary, is Rayami. First of the Fallen, it's one colorless, black, green, blue, for a legendary creature vampire that's a 5-4. If a non-token creature would die, exile that creature card with a blood counter on it instead. As long as an exiled creature card with a blood counter on it has flying, Ryami, Fist of the Fallen, has flying. The same goes for First Strike, Double Strike, Death Touch, Haste, Hexproof, Indestructible, Lifelink, Menace, Protection, Reach, Trample, and Vigilance. So, Keyword yeah. soup. It's pretty sweet because I hate graveyards, so it's got some good creature grave hate on there. Just exile the creatures instead, and yeah, he gains their abilities, which is pretty awesome. Could be pretty cool Voltron build around it. I honestly will say, though, that I think of all the legendaries from all four decks, this one is just hot shat. Like, it's just straight hot shat. Like, that is... I don't not but like I mean, that like, card at all. Ah, <laughs> for, for the, if you just look at it from a, a sheer balancing point of it's a four drop five four that's i mean yeah okay. i'm not yeah and, but it, the, and it gains it's, abilities as it yeah, goes but I like even without that like even if it was a you know a four drop or a three drop say you know it, it was just a four four three drop legendary with some blah ability like for something that enables itself as like a voltron general in the three best colors to run together you know that's fair i can see that i guess all i can say is this prove me wrong let's see what you got for your spicy tech for uh the vampire soul type vampire we've got here yeah i think it'd be cool i mean run an astronaut's altar in there run a bunch of stuff that you control with sweet abilities sack your hexproof dude boop now you now it has hexproof and, and it can't be taken away 
Like yeah, that's you true. can't yeah, manipulate unless you're running, you know, your opponents running the Eldrazi's that eat cards in your exile. Because yeah. like, there's still targets for cards like mm-hmm. that. But yeah, Rift know. Sweeper, something like that. That's only you control, right? Like, what Rift you Sweeper? control yeah. in exile? Oh, yeah, yeah. That would yeah be so only from, I mean, that's from your exile. You know, and that that would be would be a good addition to the deck if you're like, oh man, I exiled this thing and now I need it. Yeah. Just like put it back. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, it is a non-token creature, so I mean, Rift Sweep will work on your stuff, but yeah, it would just basically gobble up anything that would be harmful to it per se. I guess. Run. The last legendary is Grismold, the Dread Sower. Uh, for one colorless in black green, you get a three-three legendary. Troll Shaman with Trample. At the beginning of your end step, each player creates a 1-1 green plant creature token. And whenever a creature token dies, put a plus one counter on Grismold the Dreadsower. I actually like this legendary creature probably the best out of all the legendary creatures in this deck. I like it. Just because I like Golgari. And uh, yeah, it just seems like a pretty sweet ability. I mean, you can can pump out Sapperling tokens pretty easy. What's the... the when do they get the, the sap? Whenever a creature token dies, put a plus one counter on Grismal the Dread Sower, and at the beginning of your end step, each player creates a 1-1 plant creature token. Hmm. I don't know so. if I like that everybody gets one. As long my I've always said this about decks that sort of help the table. As long as you're outrunning everybody, it shouldn't be a problem. What would you do in order to like outrun people, though? Run doubling season parallel lives. If you're getting one and I'm getting two, then I have the advantage. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Just certain things like that to where, like, as long as you're going to give advantage to the table, as long as you're getting more advantage than the rest of the table, it's okay because you're still ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. I mean, potentially you can get them out on turn two, and it's a 3-3 with trample, and it just gets bigger throughout the game. So, again, make a Voltron build around them. Find a way to give them hexproof and just make them bigger and bigger and bigger and then just trample over people and... It just feels like a fun stompy build. I mean, yeah, like, that's my playstyle. Yeah, so. I mean, I feel like I don't know if I'd rather have Grismold or if I'd rather have like Skullbriar. Yeah, you know, Skullbriar. I do think he finds his place in the ninety-nine of a Skullbriar or the ninety-nine of even Slimefoot. Yeah. Uh, oh, sure. yeah. I can yeah. see like, him in the ninety-nine. I can, of yeah. Slimefoot. Like, I don't Absolutely. know that I'd make him the commander of a deck that would use his thing, but no, he's he's definitely he's still a, a pretty. He's cool a better enabler than he is a for flag, sure. Uh, yeah, you know, flag for sure. Creature. For sure. I'm. We have a one of our friends. Uh, he has a Slimefoot deck, and when I saw that card split, I immediately was like, "Oh, new toys, new toys for <laughs> Slimefoot." Oh. <laughs> uh, one of the reprints is uh, Death Miss Raptor. It's a three mana, one colorless, two green for a three three with Death Touch. And whenever a permanent you control is turned face up, you may return Death Mist Raptor from your graveyard to the battlefield face up or face down. And it has a Mega Morph for five, which is basically you may cast this card face down as a two two creature for three colorless. Turn it face up at any time for its Mega Morph cost and put a plus one counter on it. So. It's pretty sweet. I like the ability that it has, you know, being able to come back face up or face down and being able to cast it for free if it's the first spell you're casting on your turn with the commander out. It's pretty cool. That is pretty good. Is is Den Protector in that deck? Yeah, that got 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 a reprint. I was going to say, like, back in Khan's um, standard, those two were just 
powerhouses. Oh, oh yeah. I can see why. Yeah, yeah. Den Protector Absolutely. and Deathmiss Raptor. Yeah. Raptor. Oh, Disgusting. Man. I remember pulling Deathmiss Raptor, and they were like 15, 20 bucks back in standard at that really? point in time. Mm. Yeah. Morph was a big. I think thing. Cons was just before my time. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure Cons is the block before Battle for Zendikar, right? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. just before my time. There were Cons packs on the shelves and things like that when I started playing. But Cons was a good I didn't, set. Yeah. Cons Quick side note: Cons really was set. a good set. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if anybody keeps up with like the polls that they do for uh, like TCG Player and stuff on Twitter. Yeah. I think it was TCG Player, but that they said favorite drafting format and triple Cons beat Vintage. Masters or like vintage really? cube drafting. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. Mm. Like, you know, tri- triple cons is a fun. Yeah, triple cons was spicy. Fun. I mean, unless yeah. you were playing Siege Rhino and then you were just winning <laughs> all the time and it didn't even matter. Uh, we get a reprint of Raska the Unseen, a five mana yeah. planeswalker with five loyalty. Uh, costs three colorless, uh, black and a green. Uh, it's. Minus seven, create three one one black assassin creature tokens with whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, they lose the game. So obviously, you know, that can get combo that with a board wipe and you're all set. <laughs> um a new card, Kadena Silencer. It's a, a two mana, one colorless, one blue, Naga Wizard with a two one power and toughness. Has Megamorph for two, one colorless, one blue, and Whenever it's turned face up, counter all abilities your opponents control. So that's pretty spicy to have face yeah. down and just whenever you need it, just basically stifle like anything. Like you know, you know, Karu uh, spell snatcher and things like that. Yeah. Like morphing, not using the stack is uh, pretty ridiculous. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, you know, man, like Karu spell snatching somebody's crows and grip is just the best feeling. I'm just sure. like crows and grip. You can't interact with this. I'm like Karu spell snatcher. That is my crows and grip. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, we get a Ixadrone reprint. That's a three colorless, two blue for an illusion creature. As it enters the battlefield, turn all other non-token creatures face down, which is just an amazing ability. Yeah, that's the needed reprint for that deck. Like and new art too, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. the, the new art is sweet. sweet. Uh, the second ability is its power and toughness are each equal to the number of face-down creatures on the battlefield. So if you, you know, somebody's got a bunch of stuff out there, it can be pretty big, too. Um, we got a Thought Sponge, which is three colorless, one blue for a 1-1 one, one with Flash. When it enters, the ba- it enters the battlefield with a number of plus one counters on it, equal to the greatest number of cards an opponent has drawn this turn. When it dies, draw cards equal to its power. Pretty good. I don't necessarily like blue too much, but if I'm going to run a blue in my deck, I definitely would put this in there in case somebody else is running just some lap man, draw a bunch of stuff, you know, deck, and you flash this in, maybe be able to, I don't know, draw into something, sack it and draw into something to stop them. Well, you, uh, I mean, you run a toothy deck, right? Yeah, I mean, this is spicy for a toothy deck. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Definitely going in toothy. Um, Vesuvian Shapeshifter, pretty sweet card for five mana, three colorless, two blue. Enters the battlefield, or when it enters the battlefield or is turned face up, you may choose another creature on the battlefield. If you do, and until Vesuvian Shapeshifter is turned face down, it becomes a copy of that creature, except it has at the beginning of your upkeep, you may turn this creature face down, and its morph cost is two. It's pretty cool. Uh, 
Segura Tribe Elder with the brand new art. Yeah. Formerly only the promo oh. art for Sakura Tribe Elder. Yeah, now we yeah, can get right. it. I mean, non foil. It's only non foil, but still, I just like the art. Oh, yeah, the artwork's pretty sweet. If, I mean, I'm going to pick up the promo for Michael Gari deck, but I will be trying to get those uh, those artworks for my other decks. Um, I got a couple more cards in here I wanted to mention. Uh, Road, Road of Return, it's a two, two mana for two green. Choose one, return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand, or put your commander into your hand from the command zone, and it also has entwine for two, where you can Ooh. pay two colorless and choose That's both. Pretty, good. pretty solid card, yeah. I think, that yeah. goes in any green deck from here on out. I have been noticing they've been, instead of like targeting any card, it's been target permanent recently and stuff like that. Yeah, a little bit more flexibility yeah. there. Also, the addition with a lot of, well, a few cards in this set that deal a little bit more specifically with the command zone. Makes it feel a little bit more like it's an actual commander set. Not Yes, just, You know I what agree. I mean? Yeah. Like a little bit more tech there. Uh, we get a Seedborn Muse reprint, which is three colorless, two green for a 2-4 spirit that has untap all permanents you control during each other player's untap step. I mean, this is just a state. It's a monster so, of a card. Yeah. yeah. Like, I can honestly see this card because of this now third printing. I can see this card being less than five bucks. I mean, what? Abs- a, yeah, right yeah. now, they're only a couple more than five bucks. I mean, with the Battle Bond like reprint. Like so, eight, yeah, like I could definitely see there. these dropping yeah. down to three to five dollars. Like, it's just going to be an auto include for green decks. That is something I will say this year over past. Um, they did a better job of putting constructing these decks. Yeah, I think like, it's better than last year at the very least. Yeah. yeah, I I mean, without having sat down and played with them yet, like, looking through them, they have more removal, like, targeting removal for st- certain iter- uh, certain instances and stuff like that. They're more balanced for each other. Yeah, I agree. They are meant, the whole reason why we went from five to four decks was because these decks are meant to be bought by a group of four friends that can then sit down and have a pod game. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I definitely think they're working out the kinks in the dropping of the one deck and making things a little bit more balanced for a nice table game. Yeah. And they have better reprints in this, this yeah, year. Yeah, I would, I would I agree would with that, say, too. Yeah. Pretty tasty. Yeah, reprints are pretty tasty. I mean, and I mean, I think the, the deck that I'm like, you know, I think in my eyes, the one that... Sans Legendary Wall has some of the cards I'm the most excited for is the one you're going to talk about, Trevor. Yeah. The Madness deck. Yeah, Angie Falconrath. She's a legendary vampire uh, for one in Rakdos. She has haste. Tap, discard a card. You're going to draw a card. And whenever you discard a card, if it has madness, you untap her. She's a 1-3. So, yeah, um, there's going to be a lot of good shenanigans as far as, like, pitching big creatures to the graveyard that you can either then reanimate or hopefully they have madness and then you can just straight up put them right onto the battlefield, things like that. Um, If you're going to build around her, I think uh, some of the reprints that you'd be – or some of the cards that you'd be looking to put in there maybe would be something like Waste Knot which actually got reprinted on one of the creatures in this deck called Bone Miser. I love that. Yeah, Bone Miser is like one of the better cards that has come out of this. It's super sweet. So we have Bone Miser for four and a black. He's a 4-4. Four, four. Uh, it's, it's literally Waste Knot. Whenever you discard a creature card, you get a 2-2 two, two black zombie. Whenever you discard a land, you add two black. And whenever you discard a non-creature, non-land card, you draw a card. Super good. Um, 
that's definitely going to be able to be abused. Uh, adding in waste knot for the redundancy, I think, is a good choice. Um, I wonder what waste knots are at, actually. I haven't looked, but... Well, waste knot affects your opponents. Opponent. That affects you. Oh, perfect, perfect. So, so it's on double front sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's great. I um, see that as a definite, in, uh, like, Skurg familiar synergy piece. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, for, for sure. sure. No, I can see yeah. that. There are all kinds of nasty graveyard shenanigans that Oof. can be taken with this deck, oh, for yeah. sure. Uh, do so, some wind, windfall, or windfall effects and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, definitely. A lot of the wheels that we get are red. I think Magus of the Wheel got reprinted in the mm -hmm. deck. I think that's a sweet reprint. Yeah, that's that's really good. Nexus I like that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, the next legendary creature we got, again, one of the figures from Magic's history, we got Greven Ilvac as a new commander. Greven, mm. Predator, Captain. Uh, he's three in Rakdos for a 5-5. Five, five. Legendary creature, Human Warrior with Menace. Greven gets plus X plus zero, where X is the amount of life you've lost this turn. Whenever Greven attacks, you may sacrifice another creature. If you do, draw cards equal to that creature's power, and you lose life equal to its toughness. He gives himself hatred. Yeah. It's so good. I love that the flavor of this commander set has been yeah. super on point to Yes, me. I agree. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's sort of like... At the bottom of the barrel for me, as far as the one that I would pick to build around, mm. um, the actually the one that I'm most excited and I'm actually brewing a deck for right now is Chainer, Nightmare Adept. Uh, he's a four drop, two in Rakdos for a three two legendary creature, human minion. Discard a card. You may cast a creature card from your graveyard this turn, and you may only activate this ability once per turn. Whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, if you didn't cast it from your hand, it gains haste. So instantly I'm thinking Chainer, Rakdos, Eldrazi. Uh, discard a big, a bunch of big, just fat, nasty stuff. You then get to cast it that turn. Like he sort of lends himself, each ability helps the other. So his first ability helps the second ability. It makes the second ability relevant. So you're gonna discard the card. That then allows you to cast a creature from your graveyard this turn. So as long as you're discarding something gross like I don't know, let's say Emrakul or something nasty like that, you then are going to get to cast her, and it gets haste on yeah. top of that. So you're getting the instant value off of that. It's going to swing that turn. Um, I haven't come up with a full list for it yet, but it's in the works, so keep an eye out on the Facebook page for the Commander's Vault uh, to check out a tap-out list for that if that's something that interests you. And with a cast, you get the triggers, like the cast triggers yeah. from the Titans mm -hmm. and stuff like yep, that. Yep, because you so. are casting them from mm -hmm. the graveyard. Yeah, absolutely. Throw yourself an Ulamog, the Ceaseless Hunger, in the graveyard, you still get to exile two permanents if it gets cast from the graveyard. Yeah. It's super gross. I think you got to go big mana boom first. and just For sure. Go, just yeah. ramp hard. I see, this deck, I see this deck being predominantly black. Mm -hmm. um, so I will definitely be running things like Cabal Coffers and Urborg and potentially Cabal Stronghold, depending on how much value I feel like I'd get out of a land like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, Big Mana Boom, definitely something that's capable to be done in a black deck, no problem. Things like Crypt Ghast, stuff like that. Um, finally, the last legendary creature that I'd like to talk about from my deck is Karik, the mm. son of Yawgmoth. Uh, arguably the best legendary creature to come out of this set. It's super, so super, super good. It's so good. For black, it is just... I mean, I think we even talked about in one of our previous episodes, the black power creep is just absolutely real right yeah, now. Yeah, it's, it's just bonkers. It's just so real. In, in the last, even just six 
six months to a year, we've gotten just some redonkulous things to go into mono black decks. And here we and have Karit, Son of Yawgmoth. Yeah, it's yeah, it's been like less than five cards, but they're just bonkers. So here we have Karik, Son of Yawgmoth for four and three Phyrexian Black. Um, so Phyrexian Black, for those who don't know, can either be played with a black mana or it can be paid with two life broken. That's the first time this has been reprinted since, yeah, since New, New Phyrexian, Phyrexian yeah. by the way. Um, so he has lifelink. He's a measly 2-2. However, for each black in a cost, you may pay two life rather than pay that mana. This effectively turns all black mana symbols into Phyrexian black mana symbols. Busted. It's just absolute nut. And then whenever you cast a black spell, you may put a plus one, plus one counter on Karik, son of Yawgmoth. So, um... Yeah, pairing something like this with your normal Bolus's Citadel Aetherflux Reservoir junk where you're going to gain the life and cast the stuff essentially for free after a little bit, and you can still pay the life, make him bigger, he's super good. So good. Yeah. I know, JB, you probably want to talk a little bit about this guy, so let's hear your thoughts. Oh, I mean... I'm, you know, Hail Phyrexia, first of yeah, all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and second um, that. Hail Phyrexia. But, uh, man, they they follow up the Yawgmoth, which is probably my favorite black card to be printed in the past five to seven years. Yeah. Uh, with Crick, son of Yawgmoth, who's just so good. Straight bullshit. Oh, it's <laughs> so good, Mike. He really is. I, oh, it's, I, being able to pay any black in any cost now this is like you can extort for two life yep you know you and gain the life back like if you're in a four-person pod it's just free extorts yeah because you'll bonkers. gain the life uh you can pay you know activated abilities you can pay flashback costs from graveyards and things yeah. like that it isn't just it's it's all costs yeah it's in so, any cost it's that so good any cost <sighs> yeah like, so let me ask you this jb um we both have a Yawgmoth deck. Uh, we're both obviously looking very closely at this card. Um, he's a 99er for me, for sure. Really? He's definitely not a helm leader uh, for a deck, in my opinion, but uh, he'll slot nicely into Yawgmoth. I do see some people... I can see a CDH of this. I Yeah, actually, that's actually where I was just going to go. I've already seen a few competitive EDH uh, mono black lists that run him as the commander because he's just super busted. Um, he's probably going to be better than Sidisi, Undead Vizier, for the mono black. I mean, you're going to be able to do everything she does, but better. So Yeah. I mean, <laughs> aside from the, the stapled-on tutor, this is a stapled-on I-can-just-channel, essentially, you yeah, know, I can pay my life for any cost, which is already what Black wants to do in the first place. Um, comboing with things like, you know, Gray Merchant and things where you're going to net the oh, life yeah. back. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, Extort and Aether Flux Reservoir and things where you're just going to be, you know, smash casting things off the top. Like, Bolus's Citadel was already amazing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And now we get like Bolus's Citadel Light, where it's just like all the yeah. thing, all the things in your hand now just cost X black less, where X is their black mana symbols. Yeah, for exactly. Each two life, yeah. it's just so good. I, you can potentially have him out on turn one, right? 
Yeah, four yeah, colorless you could. Mana, yeah, four colorless life. is totally doable on turn one, especially if you're running some of that fast mana, like Mana Crypt, Mana Vault, things like that. It's a little more on the expensive side, but but I mean, you can then you can run, you know, the you know you can Infernal Tutor, mm-hmm. you know, you can you know flat at, like with just two life. You already pay the two life, you know, for the card itself. You know, you lose two life, but yeah. So getting to cast stuff for free is what Black wants to do. 90% of the time. Especially if you can pay life to do it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You, you get them out on turn one and just say, screw it, I'm just going to go down to, say, 30 life, you know, 28 life, casting cards from your hand. Dude, your advantage on turn one over the rest of the board is... Like, imagine this. And there's you, no blue, Dale. Crick, <laughs> like, crick on turn one. Pay six life, necropotence. Like, that's just the... Yeah. Right there, yeah. yeah. Disgusting. Dirty. So good. Yeah. Well, we digress. We're going to move oh. on because we could sit here and talk about Crick all night. I will sit here and talk <laughs> about Crick all night if someone doesn't stop me. So uh, a couple of the good reprints I wanted to talk about from this uh, Commander deck is Geth, Lord of the Vault. I just think he's cool. I have him in my Yawgmoth deck already just sort of as a leftover um, mono black value piece. Mm -hmm. um, but he's super tight. He has Intimidate, 5-5. Five, five. He drops in for 2 black and 4. Uh, he has Intimidate. For X and black, you're going to put target artifact or creature card with converted mana cost X from an opponent's graveyard onto the battlefield under your control tapped. Then that player mills X, basically. So that's pretty good. Um, he was a reasonably expensive card, around 10 bucks. so this will be a nice reprint for value and things like that. Um, we also got Grimoire of the Dead. This is one that I'm looking forward to checking out. I don't really know what I'm going to put it in yet. Um, but for four, we have a legendary artifact. One tap, discard a card. You put a study counter on it, and then you tap and remove three counters from Grimoire of the Dead and sack it. Put all creatures from all graveyards onto the battlefield under your control, and they are black zombies in addition to their other types. That is not going to be difficult to achieve. Like, that's not going to be difficult to achieve, and it's basically a Rise of the Dark Realms. Like, yeah. I think it's going to be sweet. Um, don't really want to spend 20 bucks right now on a Rise of the Dark Realm, so I think I'll just try this out instead and see what happens. Um, some of the other good cards that got printed in the set that I'd like to talk about is a new land. We have a new rare land called Sanctum of Eternity. Again, another one of these cards that deals a little bit more specifically with the commander him, uh, him or herself. So it adds a colorless, and then for two, you can tap it and return target commander you own from the battlefield to your hand and activate it only during your turn. I mean, it gets around commander attacks. It's pretty sweet. But it also, it a lot of, you know, fun, splashy commanders are, you know, ETBs. Primacon. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, if I want to change the turn order, or change the the attacked, attack order, yeah, yep. then I can just use this land instead of having to dedicate another spell slot in the deck. It's just the land. You know, yeah, and like Commander's Beacon, the the land that's tapped, sack Commander's Beacon, put yep. the commander from the command zone into your hand to get around commander tax, was already really good. Yeah, you know? I think it's like honestly, I think the last time I looked, it was like a thirty dollar card. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it only yeah. got printed it was that it, one time. It was, I think, I want to say it was printed in the Azuri deck. That I was going to say, I think it was twenty fifteen. The yeah. Claw yep. Progress deck. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Super good. Um, but I could be wrong, but I know that it was only printed in one of those decks, and it being a like commander utility lands are just good. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a really good one. Um, command tower, 
Like, yeah. Just, yeah. it's a commander utility land. It yeah. just says it's based on whatever your commander is. It's yeah. just great. I'm definitely down for them to hit us with some more um, commander-centric cards. Like, I know these are commander sets, more or less, that we get reprints in and things like that. I mean, we're always going to get our soul ring and our command towers, but give us some new stuff. I mean, but, we got new stuff this time. Yeah, one I'm, we, I'm pretty excited one about One we it. forgot to touch on was uh, leadership vacuum. Two cards oh, yeah. and one blue instant speed target player returns each commander they control from the battlefield to the command zone. Draw a card. That's just nasty. Yeah, the I art mean, on that is, is pretty sweet too because it's Uriel, the I Mist think, Stalker. Mistalker, yeah. And he ha- doesn't he have hexproof? Well, he has, he has the the before they gave it a keyword. It's like yeah, cannot okay. be targeted by yeah. spells and abilities. Your so now control. it's like, haha, we're not targeting him, so it goes yeah, back to your hand. Yeah, hilarious. I thought that was pretty sweet for the art. Yeah, and I mean, like one of the cards that I had forgotten to talk about um, for my you know my deck was the Goblin that. Enters, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I'm talking about. I gotta, I gotta yeah. find the that exact name. Dockside extortionist. Oh yeah, yeah. Goblin yeah. pirate. First of all, just great. Goblin pirate. Uh, one in a red. When it enters the battlefield, you get X treasure tokens, where X is the number of artifacts and enchantments your opponents control. Uh, treasure tokens are sacrificed this artifact. Uh, add one man of any color. So, uh, enemy uh, ramping harder than you. Uh, Dockside extortionist. Yeah. yeah, and with like, like I said, that my version of that Jeskai deck is going to be more of like a flickering effect. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that goes infinite with Data Navigator because I can just flicker Dockside Extortionist and use the two, you know, use the treasure tokens to keep Creating infinite mana. More, yeah. yeah, that's, that's going to be sweet. Yeah, but like, yeah, that's some a good idea out of that. just some of the new cards. I mean, I think you wanted to talk about the Aeon the. Thing. Oh yeah, so one of uh, the last card that I thought was interesting that got printed in the Angie deck is the Aeon Engine. Okay, This is a 5-drop artifact. Just an artifact, mind you. It is not legendary. It enters the battlefield tap. You tap and exile the Aeon Engine, and you reverse the game's turn order. That is spicy. That is, really I, cool. as far as I'm aware, that is not something that's ever been done. No. Outside of like an unset or something like that, which we don't use in Commander anyway, so it's irrelevant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this is every time I look at this card, all I see is a reverse card from Uno. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, immediately, I mistakenly misread this card and didn't think you had to exile it. So I'm just like, oh my god, you can potentially just keep swinging your turn between the guy to the left of you and the guy to the right of you, and the guy sitting directly across from you is literally not going to get to play for the rest of the game. Um, but the fact that you do have to exile it is a little bit of a downer. I was looking forward to maybe abusing this in some of my decks. But it, it is abusable, but you have to dedicate a fair amount of slots to do it. Yeah, prototype yeah, sort portal of a and unwinding clock. Yep, you yeah, know, you can definitely a package you can there. Definitely make the Aeon engine. I'm gonna shut the person across me out of the game. Uh, but I mean, like everyone was kind of freaking out about the card a little bit. I think no one was reading it correctly. yeah yeah i agree i but would agree. i would count myself among the many <laughs> if if your goal was to build the aeon engine engine yeah and like <laughs> lock a player out of the game like man what do you do play commander yeah like just play a three-person pod it's just easier <laughs> Well, yeah. the other thing, too, is, like, exactly. honestly, locking only one player, at, it, it really comes down to seating at that point. Yeah. If the guy who's sitting diagonal from you is not the biggest threat at the table, then this, this card really is not that good, you know what I mean? Because it's still giving the other two guys a chance 
to whoop you. You're going to take twice as many turns as the other two guys. But I don't know. I don't know if it's quite enough. Um, I do like the flavor text on this. Um, it's from Idoran the Timesmith. It says, Paradox. Eh, we'll worry about that yesterday. I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, I just like the card in general. I think it's spicy. I don't think it's like super ridiculously overpowered or anything like that. It's just really cool. No, I and I think it's it's a good it's a good foil to someone who just you know is going to win the game. Yeah, like you just know that they're in a, like so say. The uh, Earthcraft Squirrel Nest, which is a pretty common combo in, mm -hmm. in green. That's uh, just you know you yeah, you, t <laughs> you tap a uh, tap a land, make a squirrel, then the squirrel untaps the land, and then you just make infinite squirrels. Well, you know when they untap, that the game is over most yeah. likely. Yep. Um, you know, and this kind of gives you like your last ditch effort. So before it's their turn again, you're just like, oh, let's all take another turn. <laughs> let's all try and not die. Absolutely. So I'm going to wrap things up here with just a couple cards that I found that I think could be nice replacements for, or just things to slot in at the time of release. Um, I didn't really have like a budget in mind. That's sort of not my thing. So I just kind of picked some cards. So take these as you will. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is Gibbering Descent. It's a uh, enchantment black, uh, two black and four. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player takes a point and discards a card. Okay, so you're going to keep the life going down, keep your opponent's hands relatively empty, hopefully. And it does say each player. So that means you too. So you're going to potentially be able to get, your, get rid of some uh, good madness cards and get some value off of that. It has the hellbent mechanic. So that's whenever uh, you have no cards in your hand, something happens. So for this one, you're going to skip your upkeep. And then it has Madness for two and two black. I think this is a good card, again, like I said, just because you can sort of fuel yourself a little bit unless you have no cards in your hand. Yeah. Um, another card I wanted to talk about is Psychotic Episode. It is two black and one. It's a sorcery. Target player reveals his or her hand and the top card of his or her library. You choose a card revealed this way, and that player puts the chosen card in the bottom of their library with a Madness cost for a black and one. So... Again, just another way to sort of control, quote-unquote, your opponents and be able to make sure that you're getting the most value out of having to discard your cards. Um, a pretty good creature that I found, actually most, re most recently reprinted in the Ultimate Masters set, is uh, for three and two red, the Reckless Worm. It's a 4-4 four, four with Trample, Madness costs two and a red. Pretty straightforward. Seems like a good thing you can get out early, have a nice 4-4 four, four beater to swing at some other people. Um, so yeah, it seems pretty good. Yeah. Overall, the feeling of this year's commander set is definitely better than last year's. I um, agree. Last year's decks maybe seemed just a hair unfocused. This year, it seems like they did they a little did, bit more yeah. to pay attention to the mechanics that they wanted to give us. I will be, I will be honest. Like when they revealed to us the archetypes, and that was all that we had gotten. Like so, we they told us, oh, you're going to get flashback, populate. Um, morph and madness. I, I was unimpressed by any of those. Oh I yeah, mean, madness definitely. sounded interesting, and that's why I ultimately end up just keep going with my gut instinct and chose Angie to be the commander I speak about. But yeah, I mean, I was pretty underwhelmed. But they definitely showed me otherwise. Uh, the flavor of the cards alone is something that is worth uh, noting. Like I said, the the cool reprints of cards, um, old figures from Magic's history. I, I think it's a good commander set. It's nice. Yeah. I do too. Um, 
Yeah, I'm really excited for Elsha, not more or less a commander deck. I, whenever I saw her, I was really excited. Um, but, like, if I had to pick a deck, Soltai seems the most, like, me-oriented yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, I yeah, can see Morph, that. Morph that is a cool mechanic. Um, yeah, it doesn't it use has, the stack. I, feel like, yeah, I feel like we should have a thing that's just, like, it has been zero days since Adam has talked about how great Soltai is. <laughs> <laughs> just have a running count. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's if not wrong. If anybody wants to listen to our episodes again and give us a running count of how many times we have um, stroked on uh, how good Sultai is, <laughs> go ahead and let us know in the comments on Facebook or on the on the Instagram page. Speaking of Instagram, uh, right now we're going to take it over to Dale um, with his MTG Survivalist page to talk a little bit about the giveaway. All right, so uh, yeah, the giveaway is going to wrap up here, and uh, we went on randomizer.org and uh, threw all the names of everybody who entered in there and uh, randomized the list seven times, rolled a D20, it rolled seven, so I randomized the list seven times, and uh, the winner of the contest is Chris and Friends. So, uh, dude, congratulations, man. Yeah, nice job. Totally stoked that uh, everybody entered. We got some awesome feedback so far about the show tons of people listening and uh i'm i'm just thrilled with the yeah very thankful very thankful and we really we do really accept the you know constructive criticism like thank you everyone who's been kind of pitching in and saying like hey some of you guys need to you know calm down a little bit <laughs> you're, sending the, you're sending the sound mix through the roof and i you know i blow my ears out in my headphones you know? yeah so absolutely I really appreciate all the the actual feedback for the the podcast itself it's uh, helping us grow as like content creators yeah we want to always be constantly bringing you guys the best of the best different things we know there's a lot of people that talk about commander out there so um we really need you guys' help to make us stand out. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us uh, different things that you don't get to hear at other podcasts that would be interesting. Um, in the future, we'd like to bring you guys a lore corner. Maybe we spend 10, 15 minutes just talking about the lore of a specific legendary creature. So if you guys have any ideas for ones you'd like to hear about or creatures you don't know a whole lot about, uh, definitely leave them in the comments on Facebook or on the Instagram page at Commander's Vault. Um, Again, congratulations to Chris and friends, man. Uh, you, you want a lot of good stuff. So Definitely. what we're going to need you to do from here is go on to Instagram. Um, we're going to DM you, but we'll need you to reply to that with um, your shipping information, things like that, so we know where to send the product, okay? And we'll get that out as soon as possible. Yeah. Congratulations again. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, again, big thanks to you guys for listening. Um, making this possible and uh, we've been the commander's vault this is the commander 2019 spoilers have a good one guys thanks guys have a good one have a good night